The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Europe's Markets and Financial Instruments Directive, or MIFID II, takes effect in January, and it is causing disruption and confusion in the investment research world. MIFID II will change the way that investment research can be paid for, preventing broker-dealers from bundling free research with other services they offer. And many banks are concerned that their approach to complying with the new MIFID rules will raise new regulatory issues for them in the United States. The Securities and Exchange Commission is reportedly considering ways to provide relief to Wall Street, but time is running short for banks to prepare. Here to talk with us about the changes MIFID is going to put in place and what, what is going on in the uh, investment research world is Bloomberg News Editor Jesse Westbrook, who's joining us from the Bloomberg 99.1 studio in Washington, D.C. Jesse, you've been following this very closely. How big a change is this really f- in regard to investment research? Uh, I mean, for banks, it's a huge game changer. I mean, we all know banks put out endless research notes on the economy, on individual stocks, on bonds. Um, I mean, it's pretty central to what they 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 do in a lot of ways. And their clients, who are big money managers, um, basically get a lot of this research or all of this research for free. At a minimum, it's sort of rolled into other services they pay for, like execution of trades. And that's just always the way it's been done. You you pay Goldman Sachs or UBS a ton of money to execute your trades, and they add a lot of perks on top of that. And one of those perks has been research. Uh, the Europeans think that that's conflicted. They they think it's opaque what people are paying for these re- this research. They they think the clients themselves who if you man if you know you or me if we have a big money manager who's managing our money, you know, how much am I paying for that research? Is it coming out of the fees I pay my money manager uh, to to manage my money? Is it a fair is it a fair fee? How much am I benefiting from that? Europe wants to make this all a lot more transparent. The problem is it causes a lot of ripple effects with with how banks are regulated both in the U.S. and globally. So, so Jesse, even though these rules are, are just supposed to apply to Europe, does it mean that that whole business model that you've been describing is going to have to change everywhere? Or, or at oh, least absolutely, in the US? absolutely. And and you know, banks expect to have to lay a lot of people off to comply with this rule because they're all cutting their research budgets as a result of it. But to your question about the 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 U.S., so in the U.S., the way the SEC regulates things is if you are Selling research um, to someone, that is a form of providing investment advice. So then that is a tripwire that sets off all other kind of regulatory burdens. Because in the U.S., if, if we deem you to be offering investment advice, then you're regulated as a money manager. And that would be a disaster for uh, brokers at Goldman Sachs, UBS, J.P. Morgan, because the regulation that we have in the U.S. for money managers is much more aggressive than the way we regulate broker-dealers. So, Jesse, what is going on right now between the banks and the SEC about how to approach these issues? Yeah, they've basically been in there since they saw that Medford was coming down the, the pipeline, and they've been begging the SEC to fix this. And the SEC 
you know, it's not so much that they've dragged their feet on this. We've had a turnover in administration. Trump surprised everybody when he won in November. He obviously has a, a more skeptical view of a lot of these agencies than Obama had. So you can argue what the consequence of that. But it seems like one consequence is they've been a little slow to staff these agencies. They, they, they question their purpose broadly. And uh, so the SEC has kind of been in a bit of a state of turmoil. So, you know, Wall Street's in there every day saying, you got to fix this for us. You got to fix this for us. And the SEC and its new chairman are just sort of getting the lay of the land. Um, so, so Jay Clayton, the Wall Street deals lawyer, who, who is Trump's, Trump's chairman of the SEC, he's only been in there since May. And since May, when he got in there, it seems like Wall Street's message on this MIFID issue is, is resonating. And from what we understand, the SEC has been much more active since Clayton got in there of trying to come up with solution. It could be that before he got in there, they just didn't really have anyone running the show. Jesse, only about a minute left. What, what are the sorts of things the SEC might do to provide some relief? Yeah, I mean, the easiest way and, and the easiest way when you face a tight deadline is to basically just tell financial firms, look, comply with the European rules. We know it violates our rules, but we're not going to punish you for it. Well, our thanks to Jesse Westbrook, a Bloomberg News editor who has been following uh, the disruption and possible solutions on MIFID II as banks grapple with new rules on investment research. Jesse, thanks very much for being here today. Coming up on Bloomberg Law, a federal judge struck down Texas's voter ID case for the second time after the Justice Department had switched sides. Previously, the Justice Department had been uh, against the law, saying it was discriminatory, but under Attorney General Jeff Sessions, the Justice Department went the other way. Nevertheless, when the case came back to this federal judge in Texas, he struck the case, he struck the voter ID law down. Uh, we're going to be talking about the consequences with that with a professor at Stanford University Law School who is an expert on uh, voter identification laws. That's coming up straight ahead on Bloomberg Law. More on the Texas voter ID law, a case we've been following for some time and something that could have huge impacts on the enforcement of voter ID issues in the United States going forward. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.